Hello, I have an invitation to tea with the Queen. Yes, Emma's been expecting you. Please come in. Welcome back to Tea with the Queen. I want to talk to you today about what a business coach does. The reason I want to talk to you about what a business coach does is because it's come to my attention more recently that everyone has a really different perspective of what a business coach does. Actually, if you think about it, there are a stack of different types of coaching. You've got people who have lived experience who are coaches. You have people who are organisational coaches. You have people who are business coaches like me. But I just want to take a moment to say that I know it can be confusing and I want to talk about the style of business coaching that I do so you have an idea of what that looks like. So first of all, my credentials. Yes, I have some. (laughs) I have a Bachelor of Commerce majoring in human resources. I've worked for corporate. I've worked for -for not-for-profit. I've worked for $400 million businesses and I've worked for smaller businesses. One of my last employed roles was coaching eight executives. So I feel like I've done it all. I've also trained with the Institute of Executive Coaching and Leadership. That was 15 years ago. Oh, now I'm showing my age. I'm Strengths Qualified. I'm Hogan Accredited. I'm TMS Accredited. And I'm Myers-Briggs Accredited. Now you may sit there and go, what are all those things? Don't worry. I've got accreditations coming out of my ears. And I think that's one of the big things that I hear people complain about, about their coaches, that they don't know if they're accredited or not. I also have a background in human resources and I love people issues. So when people say to me, Emma, I've got an issue with my staff, I'm like, bring it. Let's talk about that and we will sort it out. I stepped out of paid employment at a HR director level role. So when I stepped into my business, I decided that I wanted to be a business coach. I do a lot of work with women, but I also have a secret club called the Emma Club, which is male business owners who I love a lot and who listen to this podcast unbelievably. So if you're listening, hey there. (laughs) I work with people mainly one-on-one and I help them get results. I am the results coach. If you don't want results, you will not work with Emma McQueen because I will drive you insane. We start working with clients by running a clarity call. It's a 30-minute call for you to get unstuck on whatever issue you have going on. I also use this as a way to determine if we should work together. It's not just a one person checking the other out. It's about fit. And as I tell my clients, if there's no fit, there is no point. We need to be aligned. I also use this call to suss out if people actually want the results. Because if you don't want the results, like I said, we're going to drive each other nuts. Most people hire a business coach to get some specific things done. And it's not about me. It's about what you want as the person hiring the coach. I don't force my thoughts onto you. I don't force my success onto you. I don't force results onto you. People normally come to me and they want to work through some very practical issues. I am a very practical coach, which is why it's results focused. And I'd like to give my clients tools and scripts and resources because we don't know everything all the time. Apparently, this is quite unusual. I didn't know this until I was recently speaking to a couple of people about what a business coach actually does. And I'm like, well, this is what I do. And they were like, "Mm, that is not how business coaches normally work. And I was super surprised by that. And there are myths all throughout the industry. I just want to share a story with you. I went to a networking event and I sat down next to a beautiful woman. Let's call her Julie. It is not Julie, by the way, but let's just call her Julie. And she asked me what I did. And I told her I was a business coach. And what do you think Julie did? Julie rolled her eyes at me. 
And I laughed out loud because this happens quite a bit to me. And so I actually said to Julie, do you know that you rolled your eyes out loud? And she was very embarrassed about the fact that she had given up what she thought of business coaching in one eye roll. Anyway, we proceeded to have dinner. It was lovely. Julie told me all about her business. And I tried very hard not to prove myself. I tried very hard to just sit with the information that she gave me. And in the end, she said to me, what do you think? And I thought, oh, dear, I'm going to open a can of worms right here. I told Julie that I didn't think her business was sustainable. I told her that I didn't think she was treating her staff well. I also told her that her profit and her revenue was too low to sustain it and that I hoped that if she did these three things, I gave her a couple of tips, that that would help her with her business. And I thought nothing more about it. A couple of weeks later, Julie rang me to have a clarity call. We had a clarity call, which was delightful. I have to say it was delightful. And in the end, she said to me, when can we start? I'd like to work with you. And I had to say to Julie, thank you so much. It's been lovely talking to you. Your response from our first meeting tells me what you think of business coaching. And whilst I proved myself at dinner, I felt like I was going to have to prove myself through every conversation that we had. And therefore we're not aligned. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to people that you don't think you're going to get the results with. Anyway, so that was Julie, right? And one of my clients stalked me for two years before becoming a client. And she came to me, she was earning about $70,000 a year. And at our first session, I will never forget it. At our first session, she said to me, Emma, I'm keen to work with you. I'm ready to go. Just two things you need to know about me. I'm not motivated by money and I don't like sales. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, okay. And in that first session, we had a look at her pricing. We tweaked her pricing. We talked about reframing sales into service and we talked about who she served in her consultancy. Two and a half years later, she hit half a million dollars. Now, is that because of coaching? Not necessarily. I would love to claim the results. Trust me, I would love to claim the results. But the work was on her. In that moment, was I there coaching her, holding her accountable, cheering her on, kicking her butt? Of course I was. She did the hard work, but it hasn't always been smooth sailing. And at every session we work on something, it may be her programs, it may be clarity, it may be pricing, it could be mindset, it could be client conversations. We have tweaked so many things along the way. We've released white papers and books and case studies. We've talked about business development and we've talked about connecting with people that she can serve. I've absolutely been a sounding board for her. But at the end of our coaching sessions, without fail, I will always say to her, what are the next three things you need to do? Because at the end of the day, if you can't practically implement any of the things that we're talking about, we're just chatting and that is not coaching. So I always ask some form of what do you need to do at the end of this? And I ask them to write three or four things down. If they need a bit more help, I will provide them with a bit of a 30 or a 60 or a 90 day plan, which is almost like a recipe that they can follow. And this happens a lot with clients that I work with who have grown really quickly, but have no foundational pieces. So they kind of need the recipe and we work through that. Most recently, I had a client, she had her first session with me. She was very skeptical because she had been burnt by a coach who had called themselves a business coach, but had asked her some questions about childhood trauma. Now, that's not a coach's job. And so she had been particularly burnt by a certain business coach. And we worked on her first session and then I wrote her a 90-day plan. The month that we worked, started working together, I think her revenue was about $15,000. A month later, she had implemented 
all of the plan, all of my 90-day plan and some, and she had a $60,000 month. Was that me? No, she did the work. What happens when you hire a business coach, I think for a lot of people, is you are in the mindset, I have to pay for this person, I'm paying for this person, so I may as well do what they say. And she had implemented all the things, but it was on her. She did the work. Did she have a 90-day plan? Of course she did. But did she also deliver on her own business? Of course she did. So I'm not sitting here saying that a business coach is the golden ticket. I'm not sitting here saying that it's if you don't hire a business coach, your business will fail. All I'm saying is that sometimes we need someone as a sounding board or a cheerleader or a butt kicker and we get better results because we have that. So Hopefully I've busted some myths about business coaching or at least how I business coach. I realize that I might be different. And if you've got any thoughts on it, I would love to hear what you think and what your business coaching experience has been. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Tea with the Queen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to get the word out. For more about me, please visit emmamcqueen.com.au and I look forward to your company next episode. Goodbye. Thank you for coming.